everyone. Welcome to Post Credit Brews. We have another remote episode for you today. I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And we have our writer for our blog with us today, John. Welcome to the show, John. Yeah. How's it going, guys? Good. Pretty good. How are you doing? How are you enjoying the, uh, the quarantine? Oh, it's interesting. It's uh, just trying to make the best of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like a whole new wave of life now that we're dealing with. Yeah, something new. <laughs> yeah, but I guess obviously, you know, big part of it is catching up on, uh, you know, TV shows, movies, I guess, been holding off on, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So while we're not doing anything new that's coming now, we're, it gives us an opportunity to go back and take a look at some things that we wanted mm-hmm. to talk about before. Yeah. And on yeah. today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Onward, the new Disney Pixar movie that just came mm-hmm. out. Yeah. And which got the early green light release to Disney Plus for everyone mm-hmm. during these, uh, these trying times. Yeah. And with that, we also have, we're going to break down an article that John wrote for us where he ranked all the Pixar movies. I think this was, Onward was going to be a movie we were planning on doing anyway. Yeah. And obviously, you know, we never got a chance to see it around in theaters. I know, John, you did see it in theaters. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, both Dave and I, like, once we got to seeing it, you know, it was on Disney+. Plus. So, and I enjoyed it. I liked it. We'll talk a little more about it, but, yeah. Sure. Yeah, and we do have a beer today. Um, so, this is the Wizard from Blueprint Brewing Company in Harleysville. And it is a hazy IPA. Guy was trying to cast a spell on me, you know, like a wizard or something. A wizard and that's that's kind of fitting for this episode that's why i got it yeah i got the growler filled so i was thinking you know what why not so i figure it worked for this episode it's pretty how much good. did the growl how much did the growl go for um i well i i bought it itself so i think i bought it for like 23 dollars, and then um you just get like refills and stuff with it so oh, that's cool yeah yeah it's good that's a good brewing company it's a good beer so we'll talk a little bit about it, about it later sure but, yeah all right, so let's um, we can't do the post credit crack, but uh, cheers. That's true. Cheers. Pick up while it's cold, ladies. Okay, so let's just get into it. We're gonna be talking about onward. Mm-hmm. What were your initial thoughts, guys? What did you think of the movie? What do you think, John? Um, I definitely I thought it was pretty good. I, I definitely think it's refreshing to see uh, another original movie from Pixar. Uh, I mean, I liked Toy Story four a lot last year, but. I think since 2017, they hadn't done uh, an original movie, which they've probably gone longer without doing an original one. But I thought it was definitely refreshing to see this new one. It was definitely like a personal story, and I think it fit in well with a lot of the other movies they've made. Uh, I don't know that I would categorize it as one of like their you know, top five, maybe even in the top ten. I, I don't think it made my top ten on the list, but it's definitely it was close to it. It gets really tight with all their movies. So Yeah. I think that's a good point that you bring up, John, is saying with it being like another like original movie from them. Because I feel like ever since, like I feel like most of the 2010s for them have just been like sequels and like prequels and stuff and not a lot of original stuff. But I feel like the original stuff that they have done has been pretty good. And I thought this kind of stood up with a lot of the other, you know, things they did. And I'm trying to think, who is it? Dan Scanlon directed this, didn't he? Yeah, it's the same yeah. person that directed Monsters University. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, it was a step up from that, I thought. Yeah, sure. yeah. And I didn't hate Monsters University, but this was definitely yeah. above that. Yeah. I, sure. I thought like one thing that this movie did, uh, it had a real like personal element to it. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the uh, the director or the writers of it kind of like took the whole story and based it off like their life. Mm-hmm. Where I think the two brothers that, that wrote it, uh, their father died. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I remember. I think it was that. the director. Yeah, it was yeah. his like mm-hmm. story. So there was a little personal element to it, and I, Pixar has always been great at just telling stories. You know, it, it's it gives you gives the kids something to enjoy, but there's also has that element that parents and young adults can take something away from it too, which I thought was always really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's definitely a difference from when you watch these movies when you're a young kid versus like when you're a little older, kind of like the themes and all that stuff that are in there. You pick up on when you rewatch them. I know like some of the other ones I've rewatched on like Disney Plus, whether it was like, you know, recently Ratatouille I watched or like Wally, where you're just like, I, I did not pick up on that when I watched this like 10 years ago. Right. So, um, and you know, I'm sure we'll talk more about a lot of those other movies too, um, you know, later in the episode, but you know, I think this definitely had a lot of adult themes in it too, as well as stuff for the kids. So, stars Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, two Marvel guys. They were really good together. I thought. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that was interesting. I remember when the the cast got released for this, we were talking about it, John, and it was just like, really, they got Tom Holland and Chris Pratt for this? Not that, yeah, that was bad, but like you wouldn't expect it from a Pixar, you know? I feel like Pixar usually like they don't really go for like big. They have, like Ratatouille has like Patton Oswalt mm-hmm. and like stuff like that. They don't want to really go for like the top name people. I feel like they've kind of strayed away from that a little bit more in recent years, but mm-hmm. that doesn't bother me. It's just, it yeah, just seems yeah. like they've uh, changed up how they used to do things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. You have like Finding Nemo, you got like Albert Brooks. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like other ones too. But yeah, like you wouldn't really. Incredible. The cast and the Incredibles aren't like huge names. Yeah. Kelly McDonald and Brave. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely interesting. But I mean, I thought they did really good work. I, one thing that I went into this movie with was I, I felt like everything was kind of about Tom Holland. And I kind of, my takeaway from this was Chris Pratt's character. Like I thought he, he stood out of all of them, you know? Yeah. When you movie. saw, when you saw uh, Tom Holland's character, Ian, and uh, Chris Pratt's character, Barley, being on the screen together before you knew anything about it, you could tell instantly who Chris Pratt's character was going to be. Mm-hmm. Just just from, like, you know, Chris Pratt's character is, like, this big and and, bul- and bulky guy, and mm-hmm. Tom Holland's character was, like, the small and, yeah. and, and quiet one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought they worked together. And then I'm trying to think of who else was in it. It was, like, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, right? Uh, and then Octavia Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought the voice cast was good. And then essentially, like, do you want to kind of go over what the movie's about, Dave? This whole movie is like a myth is about mythical creatures and how wizards did magic and stuff like that. But the magic uh, kind of wore off with the when the advancements of technology and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't many wizards, or they're all all been hidden. Yeah. So Ian and Barley's father died when Ian was a little baby. Uh, you know, like yeah remembers that much about him and on his 16th birthday his mom gave him his dad's wizard staff at his direction that on his 16th birthday that he can start learning how to do magic mm-hmm. and they find a spell that they could bring their father back for one day they do the spell and it, it doesn't work mm-hmm. so I, th- I think the only part that came back to life was like his legs yeah up to his waist mm-hmm. so they had to go on a quest what kind of quest? To find the rest of his body to spend one day with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the, pretty much the nitty-gritty of the movie. Yeah, and there's some bonding between the brothers and, you know, all that stuff and talking about that. And yeah, I thought it was good. I, I really did like it. I, one, one thing I really liked with it was in the beginning when they showed kind of how, like, everything was magic before and then, like, people started getting lazy and, like, electricity came along and, you know. That was really well done. And mm-hmm. it was... It wasn't like too long. It wasn't too overbearing. 
yeah. told you everything you need to know in like I think maybe three minutes. I think that yeah. all got wrapped up in like a lot of exposition, like within that first like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like th- those were the standouts for me. Like the voices were really good. I mean, I think going into it, I knew Tom Holland and Chris Pratt were going to be really good, but I felt like they they both worked off each other really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought the, what I thought the I thought the mom's character was a little too relaxed with, with what was going on mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie. Yeah. She was just fine with everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wasn't like freaking out. Yeah. I did like her bonding with uh, Octavia Spencer's character. I thought that, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like a small part of the movie I felt, but I thought, I thought that mm-hmm. was like interesting. But, yeah. Yeah. I guess those characters. I'm trying to think of like other like standout. The animation was really good. Like yeah. I like the animation in a lot. It was a little more like cartoony than you'd expect from a, a Pixar movie, but it's also about magic. So I guess when I saw the trailer, I thought I thought it was like a spinoff of Trolls or something like that. I didn't even think it was Pixar. Yeah, yeah, Trolls. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that at all. The whole Trolls thing. Here's your toll, troll. People like it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because this voice cast, like, you'd expect to see it in a DreamWorks movie, not really a Pixar movie. More so, you know. Yeah. So I don't know what were some like standouts for you, John. Um, I just thought the, I thought the story was good. I definitely thought it was personal. Um, I, I think it, I mean it connected to the director like a lot, even down to I mean, do you guys remember the scene where he had like the recording and he would like talk back? I don't know if the director oh, yeah. would like talk back to it, but the director said like he had a tape mm-hmm. of like his father. That was like all he had, and it would all he really heard, and it was like him saying like hello and goodbye, and that was mm-hmm. like something he actually had that I thought it was good that he was able to connect it in there. That was like inspiration um, for him. Yeah. I think the movie kind of pulls like the wool over your eyes a little bit too, about like what it's about. I mean, you see the trailers and stuff and you think it's so much about the father, mm. uh, but it's more about the brothers. And I, I didn't even really see it going there until like there was, there was one part of the movie when there's maybe like 20 or 25 minutes left uh, when I saw where it was going and then it reveals mm. what it's doing towards the end. Uh, and I, I thought that was pretty yeah. good. Pixar is usually good with those kinds of uh, mm-hmm. Change-ups. Yeah, you were expecting to be all about the dad and then kind of like flipped it toward like the brother, the relationship with the brothers in it that I thought was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I, I like the music in it too. Yeah, music like was really the good. Score. Yeah. So I, I feel like when movies put too much like uh, the popular pop songs, mm. it, uh, it kind of takes away from it. Like the movie, for example, Suicide Squad, which is riddled with too much music that mm-hmm. it just like took away from everything else that was yeah. they were trying to do. They didn't... There really wasn't much for them to try to do. There wasn't much to for them to work with, but the music was just like one thing that stood yeah. up to me with that. This movie is very similar to Suicide Squad, isn't it? Oh yeah, all the elements <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Of course, Killer Croc cameo, <laughs> <laughs> Enchantress cameo. Yeah. Uh, I guess if any character was going to be connected to it, it probably would be her. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily, she's she's far away from this, but. Um, I'm trying to think of where I would like put this this movie with like the other ones. I, I think one interesting thing I saw with this movie too is I think this is the first one where John Lasseter isn't involved with it, like at all. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. they so, probably couldn't have gotten away without making Toy Story with him being involved in it. So I think him, at one point he yeah. was even going to direct Toy Story four. But yeah, you're right. I think Pete Doctor is like the head of Pixar now. He's probably mm-hmm. their best director. So yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, I know we've talked about that before a lot, but saying like I think the movies that he's done with like with like Monsters Inc. Up, Inside Out, and then Soul, which I think looks really good. Yeah, um, sure. you know, he, I think he's probably the best one working there now. But I feel like other than him, like it's just kind of been flip floppy. Like I feel like they don't really use like Andrew Stanton that much anymore. 
or like John Lasseter for obvious reasons. <laughs> but, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I just remember when we remember we went to Disney like probably about like seven years ago, I think. So I, mm-hmm. I wasn't twenty one at the time. Yeah. Just going to that the Pixar I guess museum or attraction like that was there. That was the coolest part of the trip for me. Mm-hmm. Pixar is yeah. fat. I'm so fascinated by Pixar. Mm-hmm. Every aspect of it. Yeah, they got some cool stuff there, and they have like a Toy Story park there now or something. Yeah, I think they pretty much so. could make like a Pixar land if they mm-hmm. more or less wanted. Yeah, I mean the Toy Story land there is crowd. I mean, obviously not right now, but it's really crowded. It's crowded, yeah. like all. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can't even like rides that have been there. You can't even get on. Yeah, yeah, that's Pixar, interesting. Sorry if you're listening. We're big fans. Yeah, sponsor our podcast. Hire, hire me. <laughs> this is kind of unrelated, but like that Star Wars thing they just did, Galaxy's Edge. Supposedly that's supposed to be like a bust. Like it's not supposed to be as cool as like people are making it seem out to be. Yeah. I remember when we were there, one of the big things they were trying to do was uh, the Snow White uh, Railroad ride. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Coaster. Yeah. Man. How much? Thought, have, they won't really that? contribute into like a. Uh, Marvel, yeah, and even still, I think they're incorporating Marvel a bit more. But I remember they had that uh, Tony Stark like monorail there that was pretty cool. That, that was, was really cool. cool, yeah, yeah. yeah I think they're making like an Avengers like camp Mar- campus yeah. or something. Like, yeah. I would love to go there, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be cool. But I to kind of go back to Onward, I'm trying to think of where I would place this within like my favorite Pixar movies. And I definitely, while I liked it, I don't think I would rank it in my top 10 to be honest with you, but I, I did think it was good. You see, I would put it in my top 10. I, I yeah. thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with putting it in top 10. Just personally, for me, when I think of all their other movies, I'd be like, yeah. Eh. In, but, ter- well, yeah. in my top 10, like, I don't even know if I would put any of the sequels, if I would consider a sequel to go into a top 10, mm. so, which is why it opens it up more for Almond to be in there for me. I yeah. thought that the writing was really good. Mm-hmm. The personal element was, is really what put it over the top for me, and the animation was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the animation was cool. I don't know. Where, where, where would you put it, John? I think for, on my list, it was maybe like three or four spots out of the top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely like, I feel like once you weed, like when I was making the list, there was like the five or six where I knew like they were going to be like the, the back end ones. Maybe on there. Yeah. But then like once you're ranking the rest of them, like it's really like close. Like even with this one between what was probably my nine and ten, like it was probably pretty close to it i, I think yeah. it ended up being like 13 or so I don't yeah, know, yeah. Uh, john what goes into your ranking system like how do you like what uh elements do you look at when you make your decision um i kind of just think of a lot of all like the different aspects of the movie like i, I mean obviously with stuff like this like the animation uh like mm. voice acting the story all those kinds of things um as far as like movies that land like really really high for me i think of movies that i could just go back to and watch like again and again Mm-hmm. Um, and still get like new things from them like those are usually what end up being my more like favorite movies yeah um, and i would say like the first couple movies on the list kind of fall, fall in there so mm-hmm. after i kind of rank them then based on merit it's just kind of like personal which ones i think are like the best like for me yeah the best one so and i think with that said do we want to kind of just jump right into the list and just go down from last sure. to best yeah we kind of talk about it a little bit mm-hmm. all right you can check out the the article that we're talking about on at postcreditbrews.blogspot.com Mm-hmm. The link will be in the, in the description of this episode. So, without further ado, so obviously 22 Pixar movies. So, um, what you have ranked at 22, and again, like I think the further down we get, the more we'll kind of talk about the movies, I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, I, 20- I, would, I do want to say, I bet on this list, 
Maybe maybe not you, Dave, but I bet Matt, you and I probably have the same top five movies. Maybe not in the same order. Probably not in mm-hmm. the same order, but I bet we have the same top five. Probably. I think I remember when I looked at this list. I mean, your your top one spot's pretty controversial, I think, but it's still like I think it's worthy of being within up top, up high there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but with twenty two, we have cars too. So uh, do you want to kind of shed some light on that, John? I'm, I'm sure I'm probably the only one here that's seen this movie more than, than one time, but I mean, <laughs> it's just, all once. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not that good. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I think, I think especially watching it this time, I think the idea of Pixar doing like a spy movie mm-hmm. sounds really cool. Obviously they've done like superhero movies and stuff with the Incredibles, but yeah, uh, it's just like the Larry the Cable Guy in this movie is just pretty like unbearable. It's just well, that's all right. You probably couldn't handle it anyway. Just stupid. Like aside from the animation being pretty cool, yeah. and it's just it's not it's not as good as the, even like what's right in front of this. I think this one's like pretty, this is the only like bad movie. A spy based movie for Pixar would be awesome if it wasn't about cars. If it was like an original idea, yeah. kind of yeah. like Onward. Yeah. I think I keep hearing about how much cars is like such a cash grab for them and how they make so much money off of like merchandise for it and everything. So I guess that's why a lot of sequels, you know, it's probably saved, it probably saved Owen Wilson's career. Wow. I mean, even Owen Wilson, I mean, I think from what I remember, I think he had like two speaking lines in cars too. Right? He's not, yeah, he's he, really not in this one. Though. Yeah. Like, in the beginning and the end, he's in it. But Maybe the third I, I think, one did. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he was more, he's in the third one. But I, th- I think this one is like, Especially because they just made Toy Story three. That's why this one was such like a yeah, so very bad. Yeah, and and I always talk about that one like run that Pixar had where it like started with. I mean, the first cars I like, but I don't think I necessarily include yeah. it in this. But like from Ratatouille to Toy Story three, because you had like Ratatouille, Wally up, and then Toy Story three, and I thought that was just like a great run for them. Mm-hmm. All four of those movies. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And then, so any other words we have about Cars too? Have you ever seen it, Dave, or no? I personally had not seen Cars too, okay. but right. you know, I, I can I could just tell no. you're not missing much. Yeah. yeah, you're not missing anything. I wasn't a big fan of Cars, the first Cars to begin with. I liked the first Cars. I didn't like love it, but I thought it was good. Yeah, it has like some like merit, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then the next one's twenty one, and so we got the Good Dinosaur. Yeah. I, what what kind of made you choose this one, John? Uh, yeah, I'd only seen that. This was my second time seeing this one. I think I remember seeing this one in theaters with you, Matt. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. This one's just very like kind of like childish. Um, mm-hmm. it, it sounded a lot more interesting than it really is. I think the whole like kind of premise is like, what if uh, the movie does it in the beginning? Like, what if the di- asteroid like missed the dinosaurs? Yeah, uh, and like, and that sounds like pretty cool. But I think the movie just kind of. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really know what it, it knows what it wants to be, but it's just definitely way too like simple. It's just kind of like a boy and his dog type yeah. movie. Yeah, um, I think there was a lot of like production problems on it, so I can kind of, I think you can kind of see that in the movie. Yeah. Aside I, from the animation, which is yeah. great for the it, background, it wasn't wasn't nothing to rave him about. I actually like the movie Dinosaur from Disney a lot better than this. Yeah, that one's good. They had the cool McDonald's Happy Meals for that that movie. <laughs> It was like the hand yeah. puppets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that movie. But th- this movie, yeah, I thought it was okay. It was um, – I it, that was interesting. You brought up, like, the development with it, John, because I think originally, like, it was – you had the – is it Lucas Neff, I think, from Raising Hope? Yeah, he was – You had, like, John player. Lithgow, Francis McDormand, Bill Hayes. You had a good cast, and then yeah, somehow – Patrick Harris, I think, too, yeah. Yeah, 
and then they just like scrapped that idea completely and i don't even think anyone from the that cast is in this one uh, they, i don't know maybe you know i think maybe maybe francis mcdormand i think is maybe the only person that ended up being in this one she was oh, really- it's- Okay, I didn't know she I, was. I, yeah, she's the mom. Yeah, okay. barely says anything. But I, I this was yeah. they announced this the same D twenty three they announced Inside Out, and and this yeah. was their this was like their two. I think this was originally supposed to come out in twenty fourteen. Yeah, but this and Inside Out were their two movies in twenty fifteen, and I, it seemed mm-hmm. really prom. The trailers for this movie I thought were good. But, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the, and that the anime like the all the characters were super cartoony in this. Yeah, but like the backgrounds and the animation is this is like some of the best animation I think Pixar has done. Yeah, like with you know, even some of the stuff they've done now, yeah, this, yeah. this looks really good. Mm-hmm. I always get back to it. I always appreciate the originality of it too. It's not like if you keep making your money off of Toy Story and Monsters mm-hmm. Inc. and Cars just by making sequels for them, those movies lose the uh, lose their aspect of being a Pixar movie. But now that they're just seen as sequels, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like seeing those like original movies. Um, Anything else we have to talk about? Good dinosaur. I don't have too much. Yeah, I think that covered it. Yeah, that's why. That's why it's twenty-one. Yeah, (laughs) number twenty. Brave. Um, I liked Brave. Did you? I. I only a lot of these. See, like these last three that we've just talked about, I've only ever seen once. Like I never watched them again. I thought the animation in this was was like groundbreaking. It, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with that definitely the bad the backgrounds looks that's the thing is I think the first like 20 25 minutes of this movie is really really good mm-hmm. um, like it's really interesting and it looks like it's being set up and then I mean once the mom turns into the bear the movie just kind of for me at least <laughs> the movie kind of went downhill yeah yeah mm-hmm. I mean when I say like her, the, the the animation her hair was I think it was yeah. groundbreaking like uh, yeah definitely yeah. so small details they do where you're just like it's crazy <laughs> What they're able to do. Yeah. Have you off topic? Like speaking of the animation, have you like go look at Andy from Toy Story One versus mm. Toy Story Four? It's like crazy how different oh, he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just how they like animate it, like human characters. But yeah. I think like with her hair in this one, it definitely set the stage for like what the these characters could look like going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what you're able to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think as far as like the humans, I think if I was I was either watching something or reading something about Pixar, and I think they said like by the time they were doing the Incredibles, like they'd finally figured out how to do like human like animation. Yeah, I guess it was like really hard when they were first doing it. Yeah, before. sure. Yeah, like Soli's Soli's hair in Monsters Inc. always looked really realistic to me. Mm-hmm. How specific they are sometimes. I will say though, I think uh, Wreck It Ralph is better than this movie. But this yeah, movie won so best animated feature. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. But, oh, well, something else. Um, anything else about Brave? No? Going once? Okay. That's why it's 20 now. Okay. 19. We have Monsters University. This is, this is in its right spot. I thought it fell short. Now, see, there's a lot of people that like this movie. Like, there's a lot of people I know that even like this movie more so than the original one. Yeah, which yeah. I don't really get. But, mm-hmm. or, well, I, I can understand it, but I just don't mm-hmm. feel that way. I think this movie has a real. I think this movie has a good message, though, with like Mike yeah. just not being able to be like a good scare, but he keeps like trying and trying. And then, the, the oh, ending yeah. is good. The ending of the movie, mm-hmm. I think, is really good. But yeah, I'm just not a big fan of prequels to begin with. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't necessary. Like, we didn't need this. 
I think um, a sequel to Monsters Inc. would be awesome. Yeah. Where it's like it's like Boo is like a teenager and mm-hmm. like has to has to she's like moving out of her house. Like I'm writing a movie for them right at this yeah. point. I, I think people have said that too. They would have rather have seen a sequel than a prequel for this. But yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought they played with some of like the college aspects. It was pretty funny. Yeah, like it, it's funny. Movie. It's definitely one of their funniest movies. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? No. <laughs> and but again, like this is Dan Scanlon, right, John? So he he also directed, directed onward. onward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's. I guess it's probably easier to give these new directors like. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I do. But you guys think it would be easier to give them something? I guess it probably is easier to give them something that's already established because everyone at the studio probably already knows how to handle it, as opposed yeah. to just giving them a completely new like yeah. project. Well, I think of other stuff too, where it's like. Um, like, I don't know, I feel like some of these people were already pretty, like, I think a lot of the directors that they had working in the beginning had done so much yeah. work on Toy Stories. So you had, like, Pete Docter, Andrew Stanton, John Lasseter, even, yeah. like, Lee Unkrich. But, yeah, like, until, but, like, Brad Bird had already done so much animation before then. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know, like, this, whoever directed Brave, I guess that would have been the first, like, I think he might have done something, I think he might have done something if it was co-director or what on The Incredibles. I could yeah. be wrong, but okay. he had something to do with that, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think they're all, I mean, I think they all work pretty closely together to make sure, you know, everything gets done properly. Except Cars 2. I don't know. I guess John Lasseter just kind of took full control of that. <laughs> yeah. But I think even that was direct, going to be directed by someone else before him. And then I think he came in and kind of helped finish it up. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, um, and then 18 is Cars 3. Um, which I've never seen, so I don't. I, I can't really talk about this. I miss it much. <laughs> it's better than the second one. It, do, it definitely okay. is. Uh, I think. I think. Uh, it's it, more I think. When, on, a, uh, on Wilson. Yeah. The one thing that uh, I think it takes the you know, award for is probably the most dramatic trailer of all time. I was just gonna say, yeah, that trailer was really like serious. <laughs> I was like, this is a Cars movie. It's pretty dramatic <laughs> when it plays out in the movie, too. Really? Yeah. 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 Who's like the voice is it? It's still like Owen Wilson and then isn't like Army Hammer in this? Yeah, he's like the he's basically just who Michael Keaton was in like the first movie. Uh, <laughs> they couldn't even get him back for this one. His character's in this one, but it's not voiced by him. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think That's it's funny. like Chris, Christella, like Alonzo yeah. is in this. I mean, she's like some kind of comedian. I'd never heard of her, but yeah. and she's not yeah. bad in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's like his like trainer or something or like mentor or something yeah it's basically like he all these cars are at these like high-tech training camps and stuff mm-hmm. and obviously he's this movie's like really like nostalgic like they i mean paul like they use like pre-recorded stuff from paul newman oh yeah the first movie like in this yeah it's like oh, they, wow. they lean a lot on that yeah um, which is maybe they lean on I, I think personally maybe they lean on a little bit too much but mm-hmm. um it's basically that he's been brought up that way all these new cars being brought up this way yeah um, so he gets to get like up to speed with them so it's like a new way of doing something yeah yeah, yeah no I, I heard this wasn't like terrible i heard it's like not it's their not, best movie yeah. but yeah let's check it out you saw it dave i saw parts of it parts of it yeah. and i think that's that speaks volumes just in fact if i couldn't sit through it like it's mm-hmm. definitely like it's why it's in the teens yeah it's a bit slower than a lot of their movies i think mm-hmm. yeah i'll have to check it out like i said sequels are effective if uh if you can like change it up a little bit, I just think they just kept adding on to the first one too much. Dave, that is a great segue into what number 17 is. Finding Dory. 
And I feel like that's the same exact thing. I feel like they didn't really change it up too much. With this I thought one. Finding Dory was a money grab. I thought oh, they yeah. were just trying to milk as much money as they could out of Finding Nemo. Which I thought I liked Finding Nemo a lot. Yeah. I yeah, did not see Finding Dory. I don't care to see Finding Dory. Mm-hmm. Huh? You got a problem, buddy? Huh? Huh? Do you? Do you? Do you? you want a piece of me? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I'm scared now. The last, like, the thing that bothers me with this movie, and, I, and I'd noticed it, I mean, I'd noticed it, I think, each time I'd seen it, but I've only seen it, like, two or three times. Mm. Like, the last, like, ten minutes of this movie, the situation aside, it's identical to the mm-hmm. ending of the first film. The first like, one. It really, really is. Yeah, yeah. Nothing was, like, changed or different. Yeah. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, one thing that I, I was actually kind of looking forward to with this was the, the octopus that Ed O'Neill plays. And, like, I felt like they were going to give him this, like, really, like, big, like, deep story and kind of, like, background. And I felt like they just kind of, like, completely missed that or, like, didn't, you know. Yeah, I think his whole, like, gimmick is that he only has, like, seven arms as opposed to, like, eight in the movie, yeah. if I'm remembering correctly. And it's – I remember when they said that in the movie, I was like, that, that's going to be something. Like, mm-hmm. in, like, 20 minutes, they're going to explain that. And, yeah, they don't do anything with it. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was going to be, like, a pretty, like, deep backstory to it. But um, – Yeah, or, like, something, like, something happened to him. But I think – well, I think one thing with this movie that I, that I read about was, like, Andrew Stanton, before he did this, he did John Carter. And I think, um, like, John Carter was obviously pretty – didn't perform too well at the box office. So I think when he went back to Disney, they were like, all right, well, like, why don't you do this Finding Nemo sequel? <laughs> so I guess people were asking for yeah. a Finding Nemo sequel, but, like, I, I didn't necessarily think you needed it. I, 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 I agree. They didn't, I don't think they had to make this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with, like I said, like how it's like very identical to the the first one. Just you know, they got to find the story. I'm about. trying to think too. Was this one even nominated for for best animated feature? I don't even think it was. No. Yeah, it wasn't even nominated. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, they made a lot of money with it. So, and then another movie they made a lot of money for Cars, the first one. So, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like. This half this podcast has just been talking about these cars movies, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I like yeah, I, I liked this one. This one was good. This was definitely like I guess the run they had before this. You had The Incredibles, you had Finding Nemo. This was definitely a step down from those movies, but I didn't think this was a horrible movie. You know, but again, it was also like at a time it was an original thought, an original idea. It's like someone wrote something brand new that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. So in that in that regard, it was a. Uh, it was nice. It was yeah. It was good. Yeah, and I think like this had a lot of like meaning toward like John Lasseter. Um, I guess I think so. Yeah, these movies. Yeah, but you know, not as good as as their other movies before then. And this was what they're like. Is this their like sixth movie or something? It's probably their fifth or uh, yeah, probably their sixth one. Yeah, yeah I think seven. so. I'm trying to think. See, Twister really fucks up. I think. Yeah, seven. This is their seventh. But yeah. Oh, so okay. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, they were still pretty early on at this point, so. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. was, like, probably a lot of the other animated movies that were coming out at this time, like DreamWorks and stuff. This mm-hmm. is probably better than a good amount of those ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, the, I would... whole, the whole idea about it, like, cars, like, you, I think they knew right away that it was just going to be a great money grab, like, for merchandise that like we talked about earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. It makes people think. Like, if you, you get – your head starts to hurt if you try and think too much about, like, how this world works. But um, next movie I have not seen in a while. A Bug's Life. You have at 15, John. 
I love the Bugs Life. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Like I said, I haven't seen it in the longest time, but I always enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely a good one. It's probably like nostalgic for a lot of people, I would think. But it's, I mean, it's I, the animation's cool. I think, especially when you consider it was a Lord's time was awesome. Yeah, if I remember correctly, like the VHS, one of the previews was for Dinosaur that I mentioned earlier. So it was around that same time that that came out. Probably. Yeah, I remember it had it had like the Phil Collins like behind the scenes of him doing the music for Tarzan. I remember that uh, on there. Yeah. Because all the yeah. VHS covers had different characters on them, didn't they? Yeah. All right, we had like the ladybug. Yeah. I had I had, I had Hopper. Yeah. Hopper. That was kind of a stupid promotion. It's like if you wanted to collect them all, you had like four or five different versions of the same movie. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people collected them, you know. <laughs> probably on eBay right now. I remember this yeah. is one of the ones. Remember McDonald's had the – for which I think was probably one of their best Happy Meal promotions is when they had all the VHSs that mm-hmm. looked a big train this is one, of, one cool. of them that they had was it on there yeah yeah i think it was a i think it was flick i think was on, on there. probably yeah. the ladybug or the ladybug mm-hmm. yeah but this, this think, is a good movie yeah i think the other interesting thing with this movie too is you see how much other studios were kind of like chasing after like what pixar was doing because this same year i think a couple months before dreamworks put out ants oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. that was like a big but even you still even see it with other like uh, DreamWorks did Shark Tale, not long after they did Finding Nemo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like interesting how like I feel like Dream a lot of times DreamWorks is trying to play catch up with Pixar, but it's interesting because some of the movies were like they really aren't they're like really good from DreamWorks though. Yeah, once, Shrek, once once they did Shrek, they just roll with that and they and they just moat that as much as they possibly could. Yeah, surprised that was Shrek, Shrek, Shrek beat Monsters Inc. Right? To get yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was the first year they did it. Yeah. So, and since then, I mean, I don't think DreamWorks has really won. Like Wallace and Gromit won, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. How to Train Your Dragon is probably the closest they've they've gotten. And again, that's not doing like an original thing, and yeah, turns out really well. Mm -hmm. Did Chicken Run win anything for DreamWorks? No, I don't think it did. I don't don't know if they did. They do the best. I think 2001 was the first, and that was 2000. I think right. Chicken Run's really good. Pizza time. Yeah. Okay, so we're at 15, so uh, I think we should take a quick break, mm-hmm. and we, we'll be back, and we'll finish the rest of this list. You know, I mean, I think definitely Disney Plus has some good stuff on there. Um, you said you've been watching some of the Pixar movies on there, Dave? Yeah, well, so for this uh, episode that we've done, I uh, it was cool. I was able to watch all of them mm-hmm. right there, which is pretty, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was weird because I went on Disney Plus. I don't usually go on it that much, but like I went on it the other day and I saw a new profile came up on my um, my account. Really? And it was just weird. I, I forget what was the name. I'm trying to think did, of what the name was. Did you give your account to somebody? I don't think so. I'm, I'm trying to imagine what the name What was the name on there? It was like M something. I forget. Dude, you know, it was, it was my little Molly. What? How did you get on here? Dude, it's too easy to hack your freaking I, Zoom. I told you to change your freaking Ethernet. Matt, did you, do you think Matt, I you're the host. Did account? you invite him on here? I did not invite Murray on here. I don't know how he got on here. Right, Dude, I here? saw the password through the call. Uh, so you hacked my Disney Plus account. I thought you had one. No, dude. You know, the, uh, the friendly lady across the street, uh, you know, my friend, she, uh, you know, she moved. I had to switch up the cables. Uh, so there was a quick way to get it from the uh, box that you have 
mm-hmm. uh, in your apartment next door. So it was even easier. That's I, I don't get that, Mary. I don't get you sometimes. <laughs> but I think the last time we checked in, you were watching Gargoyles on Disney+. Plus. Did you finish it? Yeah, I, uh, I've watched it two whole times now, all the episodes. Oof, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've been – hopefully you haven't been on my profile. I've been, I've been watching a lot of uh, The Plow Family. Uh, I really enjoy this film, Tale of Two Quitters, which is about a bear and a raccoon. Uh, they both get taken downstream and they become friends. Uh, it's a riff on a nature documentary. Uh, I think my favorite title on there currently is Fuzz Bucket. Uh, it's a, what? A what was that? Fuzz, Fuzz Bucket. What's it about? The it's a, it's a brilliant film about a, uh, a young quitter who is uh, invisible and his companion uh, tries to make him visible to everyone. You know, he tries to bring happiness to all those that, uh, you know, he's, he's around. You know, it's a quick film. It's only 46 minutes. Uh, and it's 46 minutes of pure brilliance. Fuzz Bucket. You guys anyone, haven't heard of it? I never heard of it, Murray. Is anyone famous in it? Uh, not that I can recall it, possibly, uh, Warwick Davis, uh, as the creature. Uh, I mean, if they were looking for some clout, that's who they would go to get. But. That's who they would get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what have you been doing during social distancing? Dude, you know, I got, uh, I got zumped by Joan. Yeah. Dumped. What happened? No. Zumped. What's oh, zumped? Dude, Explain. Know, she, she, she calls me on this, on this Zoom shit. She doesn't even turn the camera on. I don't even see her when she's doing this. And you know, she she fucking she she woke up with me. All her shit is still here. Granted, she barely had anything here. Where so your wife dumped you over Zoom? Yes. Where was she? We're in the middle dude, of a pandemic. You're not supposed to leave the house. Dude, you know, she went over there to Jersey to help her, her fucking mom. I, I told her it's a fucking war zone there. Can't get enough freaking shit. It's it's like District Nine. Dude, you can't have anything back there. Did she give any like rhyme or reason? She just said she was done. Yeah, dude. You know, I I think she was she was sick of you know all the all the food I would leave out. I guess she didn't like that we were hacking other people's accounts, but uh, she took advantage of it as well. Uh, it's not like you know. It's not like she didn't ever watch Fuzzbucket. Would you want to watch Fuzzbucket with her? Uh, yes, I would. I don't think that she would have. She so, did. Are you going to sell her stuff? Like, what are you going to do? Uh, commonly, yes. Uh, some of it is out on the street, as you might have seen. Uh, you know, some of some of her clothing and other things. I figured some people might need those. Um, as far as some of her other possessions, uh, you know, some of her, her DVDs and her electronics. Uh, still deciding what to do. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to auction some off on eBay. You make some good coin, Murray. I get all my, yeah, I, I, as far as what I make from this, I, I want it all to be strictly Bitcoin. <laughs> want in Bitcoin? 100% Bitcoin. That's, yeah. that's the future. So, Murray, you've been working from home, haven't you? Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm not considered a, an essential worker at the office. Um, you know, they... I haven't I haven't been working for well I have been working from home occasionally. Uh, you know they they sent me home back in January for not being an essential worker, uh, and as the time's gone on, they've sent me uh, less and less 
assignments. Uh, I haven't gotten one in about two weeks. That's why I've gotten so much time to be on, on Disney Plus and such. I, I don't think I'm fired. But... And have you bought Cats on Blu-ray? I had a long discussion with Amazon. They tried to tell me that that was not an essential purchase. Uh, had it, and then that meant that it wouldn't have been delivered here for at least two weeks. Uh, I was not having it with that shit. Welcome back to Post Credit Brews with Matt and Dave. So, we're gonna jump into the next one. Sure. All right. Yeah. So we did the. Uh, we did. We stopped at what? Fifteen? That's what we stopped at. Yeah. So we're fourteen now. Okay. Number fourteen. The Incredibles two. I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. In terms yeah. of a sequel, I thought this was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was cool, and this was definitely, I think, one of the Pixar movies that I think warranted a sequel. Like more than let's say like Monsters Inc. or Finding Nemo, right? I would yeah, say. I agree. Yeah, I don't think this is probably where the list starts to get like close. Like a lot of stuff could like change and mm-hmm. flip around. Yeah. I, I think yeah, I think these like fourteen get get pretty pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This like is cool the, though. I like them flipping it to like the Elastigirl spin. And, like, I was just gonna say that character, yeah. um, and having like Mister Incredible kind of play Mister Mom at home. So I thought that was good. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice change up, and it mm-hmm. even like like I said with Pixar, all their movies have like something that a lot of people can relate to. So like the stay at home dads could definitely relate to it, like how he was feeling in this movie, for example. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say the one thing that's interesting with this movie is this was actually supposed to come out when Toy Story Four was supposed to come out. I, I can't uh, remember really? if I wrote this in the article, but I definitely think. Because I, I think Syndrome is honestly one of like the coolest like villains they've done. My name is Incrediboy. Mm-hmm. And I think the villain in this probably would have been, I, I think it was still a good villain. I think it probably would have been an even better villain, though, if they had that. Because they pushed this movie forward because they were having trouble with Toy Story 4. Really? So that's yeah. why they pushed this one mm-hmm. like a year ahead. Yeah. yeah. Even if they had like Syndrome like be like the whistleblower, like the guy that tips off like all the ways to beat the Incredibles to the villain. Mm-hmm. That could have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. So are we saying like they were rushed so they didn't really get to work the villain out the best? I I, I have a feel yeah, I, I don't know if I've read that or I've heard that, but mm-hmm. I that's like the sense I get when I see the movie. Like I think the whole like screen slaver thing. Like, I definitely think there was more yeah. they wanted to do with that than ended mm-hmm. up uh, being in the movie. They ended up wanting it. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely like some of that stuff was kind of wasn't the best, but definitely like the stuff with him at home I thought was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Worked well. Yeah. Um Anything else? I can't they got good else. new people in this movie. Bob Odenkirk in this. Uh, mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Catherine Keener, Jonathan Banks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jonathan Banks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a Better Call Soul. And, yeah. yeah, I forgot he was in this. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was Incredibles 2. Um, and then 13 is, is Onward. So we've obviously kind of said our stuff about Onward. I think that's this is a good spot for that on here. I think a lot of what you've talked about already, John, I would like place it around there. Yeah. Like I mentioned, I would probably have brought that down to my top ten, but that's just my mm-hmm. personal opinion. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. So uh, then twelve, we have Ratatouille, which I just recently watched, and I, I forgot how good this movie was. Yeah, this, is, this one was this good. good. Mm-hmm. This is guy that Pat Oswald, I think, does like really good voice work in this. Pure poetry. But like 
um, even like the animation, like I know Dave, you brought up with like Brave, like how much you thought like the the hair in like that movie was like so like distinct. I mean, even in this movie, just the small details they have of like the city and the food and like just like everything coming out of that kitchen in the movie, I thought was really yeah. good. And this this premise shouldn't work. Like this, like yeah. when you tell somebody like this is about a rat who like cooks in a kitchen, you're just like, that's stupid. <laughs> but no, this was really I, I, I like this movie a lot. Yeah. What do you think? That they, what do you think that the overall message that this movie brings to the table? Anyone can cook. That's what they say. No. Um, yeah, I guess that's part of it. Like anyone can do anything. You know. I guess everyone, just you're everyone has everyone has a role and deserves a shot at trying something. Your only limit is your soul. Yeah. Well, even the one like, scene you see a rat in a kitchen, like you all might want to get rid of it. Yeah. Well, even even the one scene in the movie where he's like pointing out everyone in the kitchen. He's like, this is the sous chef. This is the saucier. And then he's like, that's the, the janitor. And he's like, no, he's not important. He's like, what do you mean? He's super important, you know? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess, like, messages like that. <laughs> it definitely shines Sorry. a good light on, like, like <laughs> where else have you seen, like, anything about a mouse or a rat besides, what, Stuart Little? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I, I read that, like, this movie was so hard for them to market because, like, you can't put, like, a rat on, you know, cookies or something like that you know people don't want to buy it right right but um no i don't know, this, why, I, I don't know why i just thought about that meme from um, Stuart little it was like uh, imagine if you were in an orphanage and got and got and a mouse got chosen over you mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good meme i, I like that meme <laughs> um but no yeah ratatouille i like this uh, brad bird i thought directed this really well i think he's one of their best directors working there they do like a lot of research for their movies. I think this is like a further like test. Like I know they consulted like chefs, and I, th- I think they probably even went to Paris. Yeah, this, I mean they do that like on almost all of them. Like they'll go mm-hmm. to wherever like they're setting like their yeah, movie. and then cool. kind of. I know research. they did a lot of uh, intel for Coco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just yeah. tell in that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And is that no? Okay. I thought that was going to be next on the list. It's close. It's almost we'll talk there. talk about Coco soon. So, 11 is Toy Story 4. Uh, so, what do we think about this one, guys? I don't think we needed it. Mm-hmm. But I liked I, it. Yeah, I, I like it, but I don't think I could really argue that, yeah, we, that we need it. I mean, I think it, it just seemed like they just wanted to make a movie about Woody. Because, they. I mean, after they do sideline mm-hmm. a lot of the other characters, but I mean, I think finishing the story was, was a good thing to do, but yeah, yeah. I agree. It's probably yeah. unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think three ended perfectly, and I definitely agree. Like, pretty much any character that isn't named Woody or, like, Bo Peep in this is just completely, like, sidelined. Especially Buzz. I, I thought they did, like, such a disservice to Buzz in this movie. Yeah. Like, they did a disservice to all the main ones. Just for, if this is going to be, like, their last Bruja together, they all have maybe, like, one page of dialogue. Mm-hmm. But the last, like, three, four minutes of this movie is, like, what you went to and paid to see. Yeah. And I thought it was yeah. I thought it was emotional. I, I really mm-hmm. liked the end of it. Yeah. I think there's a good message in this, too, of, like, Woody, <laughs> where, like, when he was with Andy, he was, like, you know, I mean, he was the main toy. Like, that was his job. He was great at it. And then he goes to this new kid, and it's, like, not so much, but he's trying so hard to make it work for himself. It's time to let go. And then it's like, you know, like you don't have to be like pigeonholed in this one spot your whole life. And I feel like you can relate that to whether it be like job wise or, you know, career wise. I don't know. I really related it to a career, but like, yeah. I don't know what you guys thought of it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I could definitely see I where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. 
But like, I thought that was a good message. And for some reason I didn't pick up on that message until I did a rewatch. But once I did a rewatch, I was just like, yep. Yeah. Can I say though, I thought the fork character was the stupidest thing that he could have done. I hated that. Yeah. It it wasn't the bad. I didn't think it was the best part of the movie for sure. But yeah, it was, I did did not like it at all. Yeah. I could, I could tell. Yeah. I mean, I I think it it ended up being less annoying than it looked, but Mm -hmm. I I think this movie should, and you guys were mentioning the ending too. Like there's some Pixar movies that like they're they're good throughout, but they end like really, really well. Like I think Onward ends really, really well. Mm -hmm. This one, um, Monsters University, Mm -hmm. like even if they're not like the top for Pixar, they still have really great like endings. Good endings. Yeah. And again, I mean, we, we talked about the animation I thought in this was, was really good. Um, not to take anything away from like Toy Story 3, I thought that animation was great. But like even just kind of what they did with this one, I thought it was really cool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it won Best Picture or Best Animated Feature. I was surprised by that. I didn't think it was going to win. Yeah. What What else was? Oh, uh, yeah. There was. Were there like? Was there like a foreign movie a lot of people thought were going to win? Or I know uh, the, yeah, the final had a Trainer Dragon. I th- that and then they're like Klaus. I think a lot of people thought like Klaus was going to oh, win. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see it, but yeah. Um, and then, so what we got at 10 is Coco. This one's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see, I don't remember. I didn't see this in theaters. I saw this once at like, yeah, I don't think I did either. Yeah. Um, but no, I I thought it was good. And again, kind of Dave with what you brought up and and John too, just like them doing their research and their homework. And I felt like this was like, you you almost got like a history lesson in this movie or. Yeah. It's it's a nice, nice way of, uh, inclusion where it doesn't like shove it in your face mm-hmm. that like oh we had to make this movie just to appease this this culture or this crowd of people like they're just trying to tell a story mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure um yeah it wasn't like preachy or anything like that and it was very like you could tell it was really like authentic all the you know day of the dead and you, you could definitely tell now like there's definitely some movies out there that like make like for example an interracial couple just because they need to like check those boxes off on the, on the list or or they make someone gay because of that like well even it, you guys think about onward they have that like one scene with the cop right i i, I mean I, yeah. I, I not that i'm not <laughs> for this kind of stuff but it's just yeah you're, it almost kind of it, seems on that how did you guys feel do you think that was like, it, necessary in well the movie yeah or? like i think if, if it doesn't serve the story then like there's i don't think there's really a reason to have it in there and like i remember there was all this hubbub yeah with like Pixar's first openly gay character in a movie and like it yeah. like you wouldn't even have like if you didn't they didn't point it out in that article you would have had no idea after you oh, yeah it. I think it's so. one line of dialogue you tell I think part of, I think the actress that did it was like Lena Waithe mm-hmm. who I think is uh, of that that background so I guess yeah. that's maybe part of why they did it but mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and I think you can normalize it too like it doesn't even need to be just like fit the story like you can just make it like a normal thing um but, you know, I don't know. I feel like every time, like, it just has to be this kind of blown up thing. Kind of like with what they I think it's more so like every movie, yeah. like, they, they, they just th- try to throw try to throw one thing into it just because they have to. Yeah. Are we talking? We're, we're still talking about Coco, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I didn't pick up any of that in Coco. Like I said, I thought this was pretty – this is a pretty mm-hmm. authentic movie. You know, and, again, kind of like Pixar, like, just really kind of knowing – you know, the, those scenes, like those endings and stuff that they do really well with. And I was like that ending where, um, I forget his name, the, the one character where like he's trying to go over the bridge, but he doesn't have his picture yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, he finally gets his picture up and he's able to go to the bridge. And it's it's a good yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the music's really good. I think this is like the best music in a Pixar movie. Some of it. 
that, yeah, def- I would say so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else about Coco? I can't think of anything else. No. no. Okay. So nine. We got Wally. So what do we think of Wally? This is in my top five. Mm-hmm. This is just a good like science fiction movie, like period, like put aside like animation, yeah, family movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, all, it's cool now movie. all of us in college or have been in college. This movie has been brought up in at least one class, I, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. If for all of us, at least, yeah, I had, I mean, I had to write a, I had to write a paper on Wally for mm-hmm. college. I think it's got a lot to say about like the environment and kind of you know. Just the direction we're going. I think even like twelve years after this movie came out, like I think the stuff they're saying and it's still relevant. Just people. A lot of like science advancements are because of this movie, or, or a lot of like mm-hmm. a lot of political views are are being taken because of this movie now. Yeah, and I think just people being like lazy and like not doing anything and just kind of being very like sedentary. You know, I think this movie definitely kind of <laughs> plays to that. Um, and the fact that the first half hour of this movie, there's no dialogue. I think. Oh yeah. How, well, like, there's no dialogue in it for a lot of it to begin with too. So mm. then yeah. be able to tell the story just through yeah. actions and movements mm-hmm. and not so much dialogue is really telling of how well they, they did it. Yeah. And have it still be funny. Like I remember, well, like oh, I, yeah. said, I, I did a recent re- rewatch of this and just like the, the stuff with the robots, like there's no dialogue in that whatsoever, just kind of like sounds and stuff like that. And they, they make it work really well. Yeah. A lot of like the physical like mm. comedy. I think the whole, yeah. the, they use like live action in it too. And Fred Willard's in it. Like a live mm-hmm. action, like it's like smart, kind of when you think about it, because it's almost as if like, would would these people that are on the ship even look like humans or humans you could even like depict anymore? That's... Yeah, yeah, just look completely different. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a good movie, and this was uh, Andrew Stanton. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. who did this? He's you know Finding Nemo and all that stuff. So, okay, I think we said everything we want to say about Wally. Good movie. Eight. We have Up. So let's talk about Up. This is one of their best. I think uh, it was the best opening to a movie. But everything mm-hmm. that followed that opening warranted spot at number eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone talk- – I mean, that's that's the takeaway from this is that, like, first, like, five, ten minutes of this movie is just, you know, you wouldn't expect it from a kid's movie. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, yeah again, it's pretty much telling it without, like, dialogue, mm-hmm. which – I think says a lot. It's just purely like visual and the, yeah. the score. Which mm-hmm. The score of this movie is great. The score is really good. Yeah, and I just I pretty sure this this score won best score at the Oscars that year. I think it did. Yeah, this and and Michael Gitch, This was you know? nominated for best picture, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So this think, is the first year they did ten. Yeah. And if they did ten in two thousand eight, Wally probably I'm sure would have been up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wally would have been on there. The Dark Knight would have been on there. I think two thousand eight. That was like the year where they were like, "There's some really good movies that aren't." getting you know enough recognition and then yeah the year after so i mean if they had five i don't think up would have made the list but yeah um you know i still think it would have been you know people would have liked it just as much so but uh yeah no this is good and like the action in this is good and the the main character they have well the old guy but also like the little kid they have and it's pretty funny Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah the the two of them and then yeah the dog and the bird yeah it's Mm -hmm. i mean it's just like a weird like pairing just like weird yeah. like thinking up this concept of the movie it's just, yeah and i think it's similar like I, I think i remember when they like announced this movie i think i remember reading it and just being like how's that gonna work like a movie about an old man that pixar's doing but again kind of similar to ratatouille and like wally the past two we've just talked about like they made it work somehow you know um you know rack and cook 
that's crazy. Um, you know, a movie where there's like practically no dialogue, like who wants to see that? But I mean, they, you know, works out well. So um, I think it's almost kind of a shame with like, I don't think up so much, but I think like what, Wally and Ratatouille, like, I don't want to say they get like forgotten, but I definitely think they get like overshadowed by all like sequels and stuff they've done, like in like mm. which is a shame because these are definitely some of their best ones. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot about Ratatouille to be honest with you until I saw this yeah. list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a great movie too. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, Up was good. Anything else we want to say about it? No. Uh, but again, one other thing to bring up with Up too, John, is like Pete Doctor and Dave. Um, yeah, you know who's like just like we talked about like one of their best directors working there now so uh and then seven so you have inside out at seven which is yeah i think i would have it like right around there too this is in my um, top five this yeah, is really and this is probably in a lot of people's like top five three and, and i can totally understand that mm-hmm. yeah just like the the creativity that went into this movie was just like i remember watching it and just being like that like who who's able to come up with this stuff there's the whole oh, like yeah, there's right. the bit where they, they send the thing back up and that's how like songs get stuck in your head yeah like, islands mm-hmm. like yeah there's so yeah. much creativity in this movie the whole thing about like dream factory and all that stuff <laughs> right yeah yeah it's like yeah. a hollywood like production mm-hmm. yeah and their voice cast and this is great yeah, yeah. it's a really good five voice five cast. Of them. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I like the message that it shows that like uh you need all your different emotions to to make you who you are like you can't you can't be happy all the time. You can't be sad yes, all the time. Happy. You can't be angry all the mm-hmm. time. Like, yeah. You need, you need yeah. a nice common mix to, to keep the, keep all the juices going all, mm-hmm. all at once and keep the yeah. insane and stuff like that. Have like a healthy balance of all these. Yeah. But no, yeah. Th- I mean, I think this movie came out like at a good time just cause I think this was like the first really, really good Pixar movie they had made in like five years since Toy Story three, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause they didn't so, do, they didn't even make a movie in 2014. So this was coming off monsters university. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was great. Yeah. You know, I think one of the stand bing bong was great in this. And I, I like, yeah. you had no idea he was even in the movie until you saw it. Like they right. did like no yeah, they, like they advertising for the character. I don't even think they let like Richard kind go to the premiere. Like, I think they wanted to keep it like that much under wraps, like his character. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it was good. Yeah. Anything else about inside out? No. All right, we're getting down to the wire, guys. Number six, we have Monsters, Inc. This is a fair spot. Good. Yeah, it's a good spot for this movie. Yeah, I think I, I may have this a little little lower. I guess, yeah, maybe like this would be closer to 10 for me. But no, this is a good movie. I like the the kind of pairing of Billy Crystal and John Goodman. I thought they worked really well together. Yeah, I think Billy um, Crystal was like dying to do one of these movies because they he was someone they were considering uh, like for Buzz, believe it or not. And then I think once he see he didn't really know what that movie was going to be. I think, and then once he saw it, he was like, oh, he's like, I definitely want to work with them. So they, they brought him in for this. I want to do this. Yeah. My biggest takeaway from this is I loved how they, uh, like you said, John, before Pixar does a great job of putting a big twist on things. The first time into this movie, you see these monsters scaring these kids and you're thinking like, God, look, this is what the movie's, this is what this movie's going to be about. Mm-hmm. This is what it's going to be about, about scaring kids. Then you find out that it's the monsters that are actually scared of the kids when the kid goes into their world. Right, so yeah. it, was, it was a nice twist on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, that's like their like energy source is like the screams. And I was like 10 or 11 when this came out. Mm-hmm. So like this was like the perfect age for like this type of movie to be coming out too. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a really good movie. 
Yeah. Um, I also I also like that they they made their VHSs blue. Uh, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah. This. Yeah. I back then like I remember like this it took so much longer for these to come out on like video. Like I remember like this movie came out in like November 2001 and I don't think the VHS or DVD came out for it till like September 2002. Was this around when DVDs were just become a thing? Just around that time, yeah. But yeah, it took a lot longer for these to come out. I think the first DVD I bought was Scooby Doo with the live action Steve, uh, Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Which, was like, which was not good. Yeah, yeah. Then they're making. I think they're making a new one of them. Like an animated one, yeah. Well, it's oh, delayed. Yeah. I think it was supposed to come out. Of, it actually looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought. But. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed this, to be. Yeah, ton got delayed. Yeah. This one has a really good short too. The whole thing with the bird, and that's the thing you can even get into with Pixar too. All the short films. This has a good one, I think, with the birds. Yeah, yeah. You guys probably remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big bird kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, their shorts are good. I remember the one for Incredibles too was really good. We're just making the oh, like the dumpling one. Yeah, that one yeah. was good. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, John. Because I think the last three were all Pete Doctor movies. Yeah, I think they yeah. were. Yeah, mm-hmm. into, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then number five, we have the original Toy Story. This was this is my number one. Uh, I, I, I I get it. Yeah, this would be closer to number one for me. I think too. Yeah, what a what a great movie. Like this is you know, and I think this. I remember like we had the DVD of like Toy Story and I remember like watching like the special features and it shows all these other like directors from like different, like, like blue sky and like DreamWorks and all this stuff. And they were just like, you know, when we first saw Toy Story, it was just like this like amazing thing. Like you could actually do this with animation. So I mean, this was a really like groundbreaking movie when it came out. I was just like, this is like the first movie I've seen of this kind. And I remember seeing this movie three times in the theaters Mm-hmm. And I remember just because I was like 95, I was three years old when this came out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I remember the animation kind of scared me a little bit when I was three. So I like had to leave the theater like the first two times like because I was crying my eyes out, mm-hmm. so, uh, supposedly. And then the third time, I just fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah, the stuff with Sid definitely could scare a kid. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I was thinking about that like, when you see like, what he's has been around. So play nice. Stop. Yeah, yeah. That, that even that still gives me chills just looking at mm-hmm. that, that scene. Yeah, it freaks someone out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I remember you probably remember Matt going to see this and Toy Story Two in like the double feature before the third one came out. Yeah, was, yeah I remember I they did a whole like intermission and mm-hmm. yeah. We saw Toy Story Three cool. in North yeah. Carolina, didn't we? We saw Toy Story Three and yeah, mm-hmm. the third. That was, one. A cool, that was a cool. That was a nice theater, nice small one. Yeah, Outer mm-hmm. Banks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a cool theater. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, this movie, this was such a big deal. And like to see everything that kind of came after it, not even just Pixar, but just like all the other stuff like Shrek and, you know, Ice Yeah, Age it's probably influenced all. all. It's probably some of Pixar's, if not their best, like writing, I would say. I mean, there's so many like quotable lines from this movie. Probably oh, some yeah. Of others. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. great like debut movie because like it's a, it's a story that like everyone can get behind. Everyone has imagined like their toys coming to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also think even just like everyone's just had that, like, you know, whether you think of like being Woody and then like the new person coming in and kind of having like some jealousy and just being like, look, like, you know, I was the most important thing here. And now you're the new thing, right? Siblings, like siblings. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I I think those themes are definitely pretty big in this. They have a great way of telling uh, like life lesson stories 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I love about Pixar. Mm-hmm. Animation's awesome, but like the stories that they tell are, is what really draws me to just go back and keep watching them. Telling it like a kid's movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This was good. Uh, then number four, we have The Incredibles. So I think of all the Pixar movies that have come out, and I'm trying to think, I think this was the one thing just as a kid, I was like the most excited for. Like, yeah. I remember just like seeing like the commercials for this and just being like, I, I can't wait to see that movie. <laughs> and I, a lot of their trailers never even gave anything. I think I wasn't the trailer for this, just him trying to put his suit on like in his office. Yeah, definitely. Like, they that just was, really like, don't give much trailer. away. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was like a big gag. There was a, a lot of uncapped potential with the marketing for this movie, for, like toys and merchandise and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do I think there was? Yeah, I thought was, there was a lot of uncapped potential. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember having like too many like toys or anything from this movie, but um, I mean, I remember really thinking it was cool. I remember playing a few video games in this movie. I, I think if this movie cool. came out like now, it would thrive mm-hmm. with, with social media, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think again, even with the The Incredibles too, I think people were so excited for yeah for that. Like, I think of all the movies that came out, they were like, "Where's Incredibles two? Where's Incredibles 2? It's like the only um, Pixar movie that like called for a sequel, honestly, the way it ended and everything. Yeah. 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 On, my li- on my list, this is in my top 10, but it's at like seven or eight. Okay. Yeah. But I thought everything with this movie, just like the James Bond stuff in it and, and all that, I thought was really cool. Them on the island. And yeah. Uh, I mean, this was, I mean, this was also like before the Avengers and like Iron Man and all those movies, um, you know, and I thought this, this did the whole super movie, superhero movie really well. A lot of people say this is the best, like, Fantastic Four movie that we've gotten, which, I do given the, the two of them, it's probably true. Yeah, yeah. You think Josh Trank should have directed this? Been interesting. Could have had a Jamie Bell in it and Miles Teller. <laughs> yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, number three, we have Toy Story 3. This is a this is a good spot for this. This is yeah. You know, I I don't think I said as much like we don't need a Toy Story three as much as I said that with Toy Story four. Like I didn't feel like we necessarily needed Toy Story four, but I felt like Toy Story three, like we we you know, I think the story they came up with that was really good. Um, if uh, if they made it the last one, this was the this was perfect. The perfect mm-hmm. trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And the ending to this, man, like <laughs> What an ending to a Pixar movie. Uh, yeah. Right. Even yeah. even just like like the scene that I take away from this is the furnace scene, which when they're all about to oh. be incinerated and they're all mm-hmm. in locked hands, like they're accepting that they're gonna die. They're just gonna die. Yeah. Like yeah, that's heavy stuff for a Pix for Pixar and Disney to, to do. Mm-hmm. To tackle that. Yeah. And again, that whole scene, no dialogue. They did that yeah, they, they the that emotion just, just just from just from the animation and the actions. Mm-hmm. Just from seeing them. Yeah. And I felt like with this too, like I feel like each character kind of got their their like moment in it, you know. Versus video, like when you got with Toy Story Four. There's a video out there where this this kid he like took the movie and showed it mm-hmm. to his mom, but put the ending credits right when like Woody closes his eyes in the furnace scene, so it made it seem like they actually died. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that's tough. 
That's like, I wonder how like little kids like reacted like in the theater, like to this and say, I was like seeing it. Cause I mean, I mean, we were all obviously older, like 11 or so. Or older. You guys were yeah. older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll admit, I teared up at the end when mm-hmm. Andy leaves. Yeah, the, the end's sad. But again, like, I, they, they capped it off perfectly. And I, I, I like the ending to Toy Story 4 too. But like, you know, I mean, if they yeah. ended it here, that would have been perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's just so much that goes into the ending. I don't know if you guys have like noticed, like, the, in Toy Story 4, like, the music they use, like, at the end, like, when he's running off that 10, is like mm-hmm. the same music in the very beginning of the first movie when Andy like pulls out Woody. It's oh, like really? just so much of that goes into it. Yeah. Like yeah. And I think that contributes like to the emotion of it all. A lot of the thought. Yeah. I think I think the fourth movie takes away from what you were trying to build with that last scene in Toy Story Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's, yeah, that's a fair point, I think. Yeah. yeah. The build up for it. Yeah. But yeah, now this was this is a great movie. Um anything else we want to say about it? Says a really good villain, the teddy bear. Oh, Lotso. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah. And what's cool about that is that like, you actually got like, a little bit of a backstory, so you know why he was bitter, why he was angry and, and upset. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. you probably see that with a lot of their better villains, like Ham Syndrome, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the villain from Up. Yeah. A lot yeah. of them have like backstories. Mm-hmm. That makes them bitter. Yeah. Um, and then number two. We have Finding Nemo. I like this one. Mm-hmm. This is a good spot. I, honestly, I think, John, I think I would have Finding Nemo my number two spot, too. Okay. Yeah. Of all, like, that's, what, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, I mean, th- this movie is so good. I, I, think, I think I remember seeing this movie like three times in theaters. <laughs> like, it's always a lot. <laughs> I mean, this is just one of those like classic, like, I mean, every family watches this movie mm-hmm. this was the movie people were bringing on the bus like the field trips oh yeah so this is always just like a go-to like movie. yeah so like what movie we're we gonna watch there was something, there was something just like toy story there was something for everybody in this mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I think like parents related to the whole thing with you know marlin mm-hmm. and trying to find his son and you know all that and that's like those directors like pull because I think Andrew Stanton pulled from I think he when he was developing the movie he had like just become a father. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of these directors like they pull from their experiences. I mean you see it with Onward too like they end up with something that's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a big like meaning to it. Right. Yeah. I think there's also a bigger message like with uh, with Dory's character too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that says a lot with her too. I think she was Ellen DeGeneres did really good voice work in this. Mm-hmm. It's originally supposed to be William H Macy. You probably did you know that, Matt? You probably didn't. I had, I had no idea. No. Yeah, no. William instead of Marlon, Macy? William H Macy. Yeah, they said it like wasn't working. Then, like, ah. They brought in like Albert Brooks. <laughs> I think he said um, William H Macy is Dory instead. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, no. He was originally gonna. He was supposed. To, he was like cast and everything as Marlon. I think he recorded some of the dialogue. Oh wow. They just they just weren't wasn't coming together. I guess. I mean, I'm trying to imagine like some of those lines with William H Macy saying them. I can kind of see it. I yeah, I yeah. could, I could, I could under, I could, I could see some somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Dave I watches Dory... Shameless. So I don't know if that would have like ruined his experience for this movie, but. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, it definitely would. <laughs> well, Dory too was supposed to be um, one woman from Will and Grace, and she uh, she's one of Ron's wives in Parks and oh, Recreation. Megan Deborah Mullally. Deborah yes. Messer. Yeah. Yeah. No, Megan 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 Yeah, she was supposed uh, to be Dory. That I, I could see. 
they wanted her to do the voice from Will and Grace, but I think they said uh, like she didn't want to do it. Oh wow! Um, and, that, and that was why they got in Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. But, yeah. Wow. I mean, okay. those are two like iconic, like, like her and Albert Brooks uh, mm-hmm. in the movie too. The best like vocal performances, I think. Yeah. 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 They were really good. I'm trying to go. I mean, they were really like Willem Dafoe's in this, but like, I guess no one like super big at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. No, but I, yeah, this is a great movie. And I think, you know, the ending for this movie is great. Kind of everything that like builds up to it. So anything else about Finding Nemo? No. This was another movie though. I had like no idea what it was about. I remember like their trailers they would show and you'd just be like, all right, it's a movie about fish. And like, they don't give away like anything really, you know? Just the, like the water, like that still looks like really, really good. like great. The animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Everything with it. Like the fish sales in like in in America have probably skyrocketed ever since this movie. In particular, just like the type of fish that Nemo and Dory are. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, people like wanting to buy them. Yeah, I'm sure. Hopefully, no one's buying turtles. But uh, okay, number one we have Toy Story Two. So definitely. Wouldn't have been my number one choice. I don't know about you, Dave, but you, you want to kind of explain why you put this at number one, John? Uh, I mean, I think I kind of I, – I, like, was definitely trying to defend it in the article. I think it just probably inspired a lot more of the other Pixar movies. Um, I, I know I pointed out you get that scene, like, with Jesse, which mm-hmm. is definitely, like, even still one of the most emotional scenes that, that Pixar has done. Mm-hmm. And you still oh, see yeah. it in their other movies, like, Inside Out and stuff. Um mm-hmm. Definitely. I just feel like as far as like making the sequel, like it proved that even with this like one single original idea, they could still even make something even more uh, creative and up to even the same level as the other one, mm-hmm. as the other ones, which I think shows that they obviously have a lot of creativity and are able to like, we're able to put our confidence in them to make these uh, kinds of make movies. Make everything else. Yeah. I like the story in this one a lot. I like, like the fact that he's like this like antique, you know, antique cowboy doll and you know they want to try and sell him and get all this money for him but he's also this kid's toy so like where does he kind of what's he to do yeah it's a completely different story mm-hmm. and i think in terms of a sequel this is probably the best sequel of any any movie pixar or not mm-hmm. yeah I, you, you kind of get like with a lot of sequels like you get like with their the movies always try to do like give you like a recap of what they've done since the first one with every character's first interaction. It'd be like, uh, yeah, but now now I'm a I'm a kid in college and I'm having fun and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they didn't they didn't really try to like throw too much at you at once. Yeah, they kind of just jump right into it. Yeah, yeah. which I thought was cool. I like the opening for this one. It's like the the video game. Oh, the best was the video, the video game for the the third Toy Story movie. It's super mm-hmm. cool because they have the whole level that is literally like shot for shot what From the that. opening of this movie is. Like that's right. like the best like level in the whole game. Yeah. I love playing yeah. uh, Toy Story Two for N sixty four. Mm-hmm. Was that fun? That was yeah. a fun game. I had the Game Boy Color game for Toy Story Two. I remember it was like really, really difficult. <laughs> yeah. But no, this this was great. I mm-hmm. enjoyed every aspect of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it still was good. Like, like I said, I wouldn't rank it as high as you did, John, but like I definitely – this would definitely be in my top ten. In my top ten as what well, you, yeah. What do you think would be your number one, the first Toy Story or – Yeah. Toy Story, I, Toy Story yeah. 1 is my top one. Toy Story 1 is mine. Yeah, I think definitely Toy Story 1. And then, I mean, for me, whenever I've done these rankings or like thought of like what's my favorite Pixar movie, I always group the Toy Story movies as like one. 
They're hard to but, separate. They but I, I think now, especially with four, nothing against four, but I think I would like – now I'm more keen to like separate them. So like if I were to do a top three, I think I would definitely do number one, Toy Story, number two, Finding Nemo, and then I think I'd put Incredibles at three. That's my list, but mm-hmm. yeah. What about you, Dave? Uh, Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Incredibles, Inside Out, mm-hmm. Onward. It's my top five. Onward, wow, yeah. Hey, Onward was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I thought this was a really good list, though, John. I thought, you know, kind of the way you broke down. And obviously, everyone, please, like, go check out the article. Because um, we really just, I mean, we were able to talk about it here, but we don't really do everything that John wrote justice. So kind of see like what his basis was for choosing what he chose. And then, you know, obviously make your own opinions. You know, maybe you, maybe you have cars too at number five, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a really great read. Yeah. So this is a good episode guys. Yeah. This is, I had a great time doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you guys, what do you guys think of uh one thing the Pixar does really, really well is the, uh, the shorts they do before each movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I it just feels like that. That's like a, a one of like the writers or like, like someone's like big test. Like if you can like direct and write and get your short to be on a Pixar movie, you're like you get hired. Like it's always what it feels like. Yeah, I, I think they do pull from like I think a lot of the directors they're trying to like get I think are from like these shorts. So I think if like they did a short really well, they'd be like, all right, well like maybe we'll give you like a feature length movie, or they'll have them like co-direct a movie with like someone else. That's a pretty cool way, if it's true, like, if that's, like, how they, like, get their directors. That's a pretty, really cool way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like that idea. You, you know what Know what else was something that I, brought, I wanted to bring up earlier? Is I feel like what was interesting was, like, I felt like after Toy Story 3, like, Pixar kind of had this, like, little, I don't want to say, like, a drought, but, like, their movies weren't as good. But I felt like what was interesting was at that time, I felt like Disney movies were starting to get really good. So you had like Wreck-It Ralph and Tangled and like Frozen. Yeah. So like I thought they were making better movies than Pixar was making. Um, yeah. That was just me though. So I mean, I think if you look at it, Disney had that whole period in the 90s. They say like the Disney Renaissance that started. Mm-hmm. I guess it was like Little Mermaid. It ended up until like Tarzan. Um, yeah. But then if you think about it, I mean, I think once, they start, once Disney started making uh, Princess and the Frog and then pretty much everything they've done till now, like movies like Zootopia and mm. uh, Big Hero 6. Like, I mean, even like, 10 years ago, like those probably would have felt like Pixar movies as a Yeah, to yeah, exactly. Movies. Yeah. And that's why I always bring up, like, I feel like even like a bad Pixar, like not always say a bad Pixar movie, but one of their like movies that I wouldn't rank as high as like Toy Story 1 or Finding Nemo, even that is like just as good as like some of like DreamWorks best or like, you know, any other. Yeah. Movie. yeah. But one thing I really appreciate with Pixar is that it seems like they're keeping their own, like they're not, you can, they're not like leveling off for any or progressing with the in terms of their animation or their quality you look at movies like the avatar who they're waiting for the technology to do what they want to do pixar is mm-hmm. just do it's just bang them out year after year and i think they're doing a great job of it yeah for sure and they keep like stretching the you know the technology too they keep like, uh setting the bar in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah absolutely well, their next one is Soul, and then I, I don't think have they even announced. I'm sure they have stuff coming out after it, but I don't think they've announced yet what it is. Yeah, I don't think anything's been announced. I think Soul looks great, though. I think it looks right. like just right around there with like Inside Out and like those kind of movies. Vis- yeah, I mean, like story wise, it looks great. I think visually too, like it looks really mm-hmm. interesting. Like yeah. the new trailer, you can see mm-hmm. what they're doing. Yeah. 
I'm gonna pull up Pixar and see if they uh, have any what's on their list. What they got. Ah, so they grouped up. They, there's one, two, three, four. There's five franchises. It's Toy Story, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, and The Incredibles, and Cars. I don't see them making it, another Incredibles. Yeah, I would so, be. But that's crazy. Like even because just in 2011, where it was only the only franchises they have are Toy Story and Cars. Yeah, all the ones they have now. It's. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it says four further films with details yet to be revealed have been announced. So they're making four more. The Do they have like three, directors attached? Nah, it's just dates. The first will be released on June 18th, 2021, followed by March 11th and June 17th, 2022, and June 16th, 2023. Now, that all could change with the, the coronavirus. Yeah. We'd probably be hearing something soon about that 2021 movie. I was just going to say, I feel like we probably won't get a Pixar movie in 2021, I'd imagine. I know Marvel like did a huge shakeup with their, their timeline. Yeah. yeah. I know, because Soul was supposed to come out in June, like mid-June. They bumped it to November, like late November. Yeah. I was going to say, do you guys think Black Widow should drop on Disney Plus? Personally, pro- I'd want to see it all, but they're not, they're not, they said they're not going to do that. I think that's too big of a franchise. I mean, if there was ever a character that should be on Disney Plus, I think it would be Black Widow. But, like, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they would drop it on there. I, they, they, they I, said, would, like, I would like her to have her own series, like make it like a spy series. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't. The feature. I don't think we need the Black Widow movie to begin with. See, I. I don't necessarily like. I don't think we need anything, but like. I just think like if this this should this is a movie that should have came out like five years ago, not like you know now. Yeah. If Disney Plus was a thing, but yeah. if Disney Plus was a thing like ten years ago when the Avengers first came out, I think they would have made like a. A, a Black Widow and. Uh, Hawkeye, like combined series that they're doing with them, um, Captain Falcon and the uh, Winter mm-hmm. Soldier. Winter Soldier, yeah. For WandaVision. Mm-hmm. WandaVision, I'm excited for. That'll be interesting. I wonder if we're still going to get those regular yeah. time. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think they were done filming. They're oh, all going to yeah. be uh, building up the Young Avengers. I think hers is going to be led by uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Huh. Cool. I, yeah, I keep That's hearing everything. Thing. All the stuff I keep hearing about is from Ant Man three. Like they're saying, like Young Avengers, Ant Man three, Fantastic Four is going to show up in Ant Man three. So I don't. Well, that's the thing with Black Widow is like I think they're going to use that. Like I think there's still a lot of stuff they want to do with uh, like Thunderbolt, like Ross, like from Hulk. So I think yeah. they're going to use the movie to like further what like they want to like do with like Disney yeah. Plus and the movies. Now, do you think they're going to do anything with Hulk? Uh, I, he's gonna he's gonna be in the She Hulk show, I think, because yeah. that's her whole origin. Is like she gets a blood transfusion from him. Yeah, I think he's he's said like he'll come back like and do it. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I don't. I think there's like a lot of like tricky like rights issues with him because I think he's like universal. Yeah, partially. Something I think that's part like of why that. the movie's not on Disney Plus. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I wonder if they do where it's like the whole the whole dies, but he like has it in his will or something that to he has like the blood transfusion ready. If they can't get him, mm. yeah, yeah, I, I feel like they set up his character though to be like a Nick Fury type, like that is like the arms end all like messed end up. Game. End game, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought he was pointless in the last two Avengers movies, like Infinity like, War. I thought he was point. I, I liked like him in like Endgame. like him, him not being able to like get his powers. Maybe just for Infinity War, just not being able to get. His powers was so stupid. Oh, like it didn't. I, I thought the whole reason that he that he couldn't be the Hulk was because like 
he was like scared of Thanos. And like I thought that actually kind of made sense. But then they went and said that like wasn't the reason. Yeah. Well, I thought it was disappointing that he didn't like fight in that like main. I mean, he did fight, but like yeah. you didn't see him do anything. You know. In the end game, yeah, I agree. Yeah. This is a good episode, though. We covered a this lot of ground. Good. Yeah. You said just check out John's blog, uh, postcreditbrews.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be adding a lot more stuff to there. We're gonna we're gonna try to keep doing some more of these recordings, but I think for yeah. until things until we get back on our feet, we're gonna be doing a lot more uh, personal writing articles for for things. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that you want us to review or write about, just leave a comment in our social media we're trying to do a bunch of cool fun things mm-hmm. and we're, have, we're having a blast doing this yeah yeah i, I mean it's, it's cool just you know watching movies and then kind of writing about them you know obviously the podcast is looking a little different now but you know we're all doing really good work especially john with the, the blog and all that so um be sure to check it out yeah and so this has been press credit bruce i'm dave i'm matt i'm john thanks for listening We'll be right